0: This week we are joined by a lovely guest called Charlotte. Um, She is at the beginning of her journey with FND um, and has very kindly said she will come on the podcast and chat to me and ramble away for as long as it takes just to chat about her life with FND. So thank you, Charlotte, for putting up with me for the foreseeable future.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I mean, (laughs) I
0: feel like I'm talking to a celeb because I have listened to every episode, but it's all good. I mean, I have never been referred to as a celebrity before. This is quite exciting. Um, so did you, sorry, I'm curious now because I, the people I know that listen to it are my friends. So I don't really get to interact with other people that I don't know that have listened to the podcast. So how did you stumble across it? Was it just like a sort of, it was just there or did you go looking for it or quite what?
1: When, uh, when I initially got diagnosed and I was, you know, told about this thing that I'd never heard of before in my life yeah like probably yeah. every person with fnd mm-hmm. <laughs> i uh, i just had to find anything and everything i could get my hands on that was about it and um, yeah. i thought oh a podcast would be especially good if there are any uh, just because it's so hard to focus at the moment and brain fog and stuff so i literally just <laughs> went on the um the podcast app on uh, the apple app yeah. and just searched fnd and yours was the first one that came up <laughs>
0: oh that's so exciting oh I didn't know that's how that worked oh it's just giving me a little shiver up my spine then oh that's so cool well I'm glad you're finding it useful and I'm sure you find it very entertaining listening to myself and my husband's ramblings on uh on FND
1: no yeah it's that de- it's definitely it is really useful and I think you've both got completely different kind of ways of approaching it I think which is uh, which is useful
0: Uh, Well, that's a very polite way of saying he's somewhat stubborn and stuck in his way. (laughs) I'll appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Thankfully, he's not in the house growing, so he didn't hear me say that. So it's okay; I got away with that. Um, So (laughs) I'm really glad that you find it useful. That was the whole point. That's the whole reason I started my um, Facebook page and my Twitter. And this podcast was because actually there isn't a lot of information out there and it's really scary when you first get diagnosed especially if you're just told to go to a website so would you mind just kind of giving us your kind of your story so far with FND yeah I mean I was officially diagnosed in kind of a hospital
1: stay in April and May but I really think that I'd started with kind of episodes of symptoms about five years ago because while I was at university in my second and third year I would have these weird weeks where i would just pass out unexpectedly oh. <laughs> and Rhyme. and uh, you know i was taken to the gp and taken to the hospital and stuff and they would do all the scans and everything and all the tests and they would say oh nothing nothing's wrong i was like okay that's fine and then it yeah, would go away.
0: it's not normal <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and then it would just kind of go away and i thought oh i'm you know i must just be someone who passes out a lot <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is my life now I just pass out this yeah and I just yeah
1: out. <laughs> and then um and then a couple of years after that um uh, it was when my younger brother suddenly was killed in a car crash oh. I ended up having kind of stroke-like symptoms which I think a lot of people do with mm. FND and I was rushed to hospital uh and then they said oh no it's fine it must just be stress we've done the scans you're fine so I went home and that was that was that <laughs> I passed out a few more times and then um, and then I had nothing really until the start of this year when I started getting really really horrific migraines kind of every week lasting for two days at a time you know it was the kind of migraine well I thought it was a migraine where it was the stroke-like symptoms you know I couldn't move the whole right side of my body I couldn't talk it was like lasting for up to about 10 hours
0: Oh, my goodness
1: me. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was super scary and also frustrating because, you know, I had a full-time job and mm. I was working from home, like everyone in the pandemic, but it was just so stressful. Yes. Um, and then, so I got rushed to hospital a couple of times where I live in Oxford with a suspected stroke. Then they would do the scans and then after about 10 hours or so, my symptoms would improve and I could walk and talk again. So they would just send me home. But then Mm. it happened again while I was staying with my family in Nottinghamshire. So I then got taken to hospital again in an ambulance. And then they said, look, we we can see that you've had CTs. We know it probably isn't a stroke, but we think, you know, you're better off staying in and we'll do all the scans. And then I Mm. spent a week there. Uh, They did MRI scans and everything. Uh, Got different consultants down to see me and said, yeah the good news is it's not a brain tumour like we thought but the bad news is you've got a life-changing neurological disorder and I was like
0: yay, yay. <laughs> oh, well I mean at least they delivered it in a somewhat nice way if we don't have a brain tumour yeah but you do have a life-changing condition I mean that that's that's somewhat positive I think yeah yeah I was like mm, okay so you win some you lose some <laughs> I mean yes indeed I think you definitely do have to take it with that kind of positive right okay well it's not a brain tumor yes it affects most of the aspects of my life but it's not a brain tumor or it's not a stroke like it's nothing that on that level although FND is its own separate level completely it's not a stroke it's not a brain tumor it's not anything like that so you can kind of It's slightly different in the processing, I think, Mm -hmm. having never had a brain tumour or a stroke, so I don't know that for definite. But I would imagine you process it slightly differently because it's not... I don't know what the word is I want. I know what I want to say, but it's. I can't find the word I want. Anyway, let's move on because I'll be here for a while otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just shimmy on. I'm really sorry to hear about your brother. That must have been really, really difficult. And do they think there is a link between the events with your brother and your
1: yeah. family? I mean, they said that, you know, it can sometimes be caused by trauma, but they said, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always. And no. uh, when my brother died, you know, I had a lot of CBT and counselling and, you know, mm. had PTSD treatment and stuff. So it's not like it's kind of this repressed trauma. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know, really. They're, nobody's mentioned it since. Well,
0: uh, I know that there is a school of thought that, um and some people agree with it and some people don't, that a trauma or um, a massive stress is the thing that can trigger FND. Mm. Um, So, which is the reason I was asking if anyone had mentioned it to you, because sometimes it gets mentioned and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm just trying to like, as I talk to more people, kind of work out what they've been told around this area, because it's just Mm. a bit of a confusing puzzle that no one seems to have the answer to. So that, so that was, April May of this year yeah yeah So you are really new into it in Mm -hmm. terms of having a diagnosis yeah um what what, I I don't I don't even know where to start like that is so recent um so it affects your walking
1: yes I basically seem to get all the symptoms you know my main symptom is passing out um, I mean, when I was first diagnosed and in hospital, I was passing out literally about a hundred times a day. It was oh my goodness! Yeah, I couldn't even you know eat a sandwich or anything. I
0: just pass out. It was a what? joke. <laughs> that I mean, did I mean I know someone who has absent seizures, and she it's like a she just drops and she mm. passes out. Mm. And she ended up wearing a helmet for a while. Did you end up having to do that sort of thing to kind of protect your? your head from getting dunked about on various things if you were passing
1: out all the time. Uh, yeah, I've tried all sorts. I've had those kind of pillows that you wear on the airplane that, like, goes around my neck.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I've
1: had those pregnancy pillows that are, like, L-shaped to put on mm-hmm. the sofa, so I can just fall onto that. Okay, uh, Yeah, I had, like, um, pop-up beds and everything. Blimey. Yeah, but then after after about a couple of weeks, it, it dropped, the frequency. So now, on average... I probably pass out anywhere between 10 and 30 times
0: in, in a, a day yeah
1: in a day yeah oh
0: my bless yeah. you that must be really scary it, it
1: it is it's more frustrating than scary I guess yeah. um the, the most scary symptom definitely is the paralysis like, yeah. Because that that I just I can't recognize the warnings for that yet, and the longest that's lasted has been eleven hours, and it's, it's terrifying.
0: <laughs> I can
1: imagine.
0: Well, I guess I guess the, the the little pearl of wisdom I can give you, being two years into this journey, and obviously you're right at the start, is you do you do learn your your little signals. Mm. So I know for me, when I'm about to have a non epileptic attack. I get this feeling behind my knees. Oh. I cannot describe it for love nor money to you, but I know that's a hmm, probably need to get to the floor now because that's probably going to be where I end up and it's just safer if I'm already there. Yeah. So you do learn like your little, there'll be a little something that gives it away, but it's really hard to work out what that little something is because you're just taken over by the whole, mm. I'm, I'm going to have a non epileptic attack or I'm going to pass out and I've got no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but it does. It you do learn your little, your little kind of signals mm. that you're you're going. So you said you so it's paralysis. Is it whole paralysis or like? Yeah,
1: whole... uh, it started off just the right side. So normally, if I get symptoms, it's my right side that's affected. But recently, it's been my full body, which is definitely not fun.
0: No, that's definitely not fun. No, not at all.
1: And then on top of that, you know, I can get non-epileptic seizures. Um, I get really painful spasms and the weirdest position that my body will be put into. <laughs> <laughs> my mum will take pictures and we'll name them <laughs> later. She's like, Oh, this is the Monster Munch foot. <laughs> this is the ballerina. <laughs>
0: See, I'm really, so I also had similar things. So obviously I still have non attacks, although they are far less. And I'd also have like the muscle spasms where I'd end up stuck. And I believe mm. at one point I put up on my um, my Facebook page a picture of me with my hand stuck in the air and a claw, like yeah. grabbing at my head. Yeah. I, I got stuck there for, I don't know how long. And it was ridiculous. And I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to do with this. Now. <laughs> I'm just stuck like it's crazy <laughs> I stuck. I've not met anyone else that has ended up getting stuck before so it's it's good to know it's not just me being uber weird you know we can be weird together and that's absolutely fine yeah. um but mine also like I get stuck with like fists being clenched and yep. like bones yep. being splayed
1: yeah splay. yep. oh, weird just... positions that you didn't even know you could do before you had FND I
0: think what it is is that we are just surprisingly flexible I've decided yeah yep. <laughs> all this yoga it's ruined me <laughs> <laughs> you just yoga and I do not get along yoga is dangerous for me and my body because I do end up stuck so I cannot oh, really? do yoga oh, God. Yes, yoga is not a thing I can I can do because it just ends up going horribly wrong oh, um, God. so yoga and I are not friends we we are acquaintances but we are not friends and we probably will never be friends ever again
1: wow. um, can you do can you do any kind of exercise then
0: Um, I can do some exercise. It depends. Mm. It really does depend on the day and the Mm. hour and the minute. Um, Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can tackle the world. And other times I'm like, I just want to be on the sofa. (laughs) Don't don't look at me. It depends how well my symptoms are doing. So mine are the walking and the speech and um, the dissociative things. Mm. Um, So it does vary. Um, Are you getting like physio help for your paralysis and things like that? Um,
1: not yeah. I mean, I, I went to see a neurology or a, what was she called? A consultant neurologist. Yeah. Um, but the one that I went to see that I was supposed to be seeing who kind of specializes in FND is off until September. So I saw the uh-huh. kind of fill in Yeah. and, um, she didn't seem to know that much about the treatment that was on offer. She's referred me for psychiatric you know CBT and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know if physio would be offered to me because I get better between my episodes.
0: Um, so physio, because you do have physical symptoms, I would imagine they would offer some form of physio support mm. to you. Um, because so while mine was slightly different, that I'd, i my walking went for like a year consistently. Yeah. Um, obviously it changed within that and even within those slight changes i still received physio support
2: right and
0: so with i know that someone i was in the unit with who i spoke to on this podcast um she also had paralysis and um she was still given physio um mm. to kind of just help retrain those parts of the body to kind of engage and interact so yeah. it's definitely worth something to ask about the if they you say that they can't offer it right now then fair enough but it's definitely something to ask about because you do get the physical symptoms um it might just help teach you some techniques to kind of stay in control of it a little yeah. bit better um I know that I tried so many ridiculous things it was slightly unreal like balancing things on my head and <laughs> singing and dancing yeah and,
1: yeah I mean I, I think I'd try I think I would try anything because I mean I also get kind of gait issues so one leg will just you know kind of bow inwards if you
0: know what Mm -hmm. I mean. Yep.
1: A a typical FND walk.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yeah it sounds very familiar.
1: Yeah so I feel like maybe I could benefit from physio I just didn't know if it was on offer to people if you kind of recovered between episodes.
0: No I mean I uh, I mean it is a bit of a postcode lottery unfortunately with services and I've been very fortunate that I have been able to access things like speech and language therapy, mm. um, psychologists and physio. Um, so it's, But it's definitely something worth asking about Yeah, uh, because I think, it, I mean, they can just teach you ways to help and retrain your muscles in so that you can kind of, in those moments where it's all gone slightly pear-shaped and your gait's gone weird and you can't keep your legs straight or whatever it might be, they might just be able to give you a few pointers as to like how to position your foot so that it still encourages it to take a step forward. Yeah. Yeah, um, that would be that useful. Might, <laughs> that might be something to ask for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I will next time I talk to my GP then.
0: It's just it's just a I know that um it depends on the services and I think I was seen by a neuro physio if that's even the name for it. It was, some, it was, it was something like that. Um, and then a, a general physio. But it's just that sort of a pro. At least then you've got some things up your sleeve for the mm. moment when it does go slightly wrong.
2: Yeah. And,
0: and the people around you then know kind of, okay, if the walking goes right, then we just need to, I don't know, push her foot forward or whatever it might be. And that's mm. the way to just help keep that moving.
2: Because
0: yeah. um, obviously the longer you don't do it for... The harder it is to kind of get back I guess yeah um, for so sure it's, it's definitely worth having a conversation and asking about for sure
1: I will do then mm, it's definitely
0: worth it so how have you found being diagnosed with FND like it mu- like I know from my experience it was utterly terrifying mm. but I don't know whether that's just me um so how did you find it
1: yeah, I have I feel like it's very similar to grief in that I go through all the different stages. You know, one day, like you said, I might think, oh, I'm OK with this. I can totally live my life despite this thing. I can go out <laughs> and do this. And, and yeah. then the day after, I can just be feeling so rubbish. My symptoms be horrific. Yeah. I can't do anything. I'm angry at the fact that I've got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if I have a couple of days where I don't have symptoms, I'm in denial and I'm thinking, yes, I'm cured. And of course, <laughs> I'm never cured.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the thing I can say is that I have exactly the same feelings. Do you? Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, if uh, people who follow me on, on Facebook and Twitter will have seen my rant that I put out the other day about how frustrated I was at having FND and how angry mm. I was um and that was the first time for me that i'd got angry at it and i'd felt this sense. and then someone pointed out to me on twitter they're like you're grieving and i was mm. like ah, i never made that link i just thought i was just genuinely cross yeah um, but that was something else that i couldn't do for a while was i couldn't show those extreme emotions so i couldn't get cross um i couldn't cry i still can't really cry i can't do those extreme emotions so if- i was like there's this weird feeling i have around it but i don't know what it is mm. um so I would say it's it's sadly quite normal to have all those feelings. Around. Yeah,
1: any and all of the feelings. I think it. I think the hardest thing for me is just like I felt like I was in a place where everything was kind of good. You know, mm. I had a yeah. job that I loved. You know, I live with my partner. We've got our dogs. We've got our house. You know, I would go out for nice long walks in the morning with my dogs and I'd go to the gym five times a week. And then it was like, actually, you've got this thing now and you've got to rethink your entire existence.
0: Uh, I, I'm having a... like. It sounds so... So... Like, for me, like, your story is so similar to mine, it's almost a little bit scary.
1: Well, that's good then, because I often think it's hard to find people with similar things in FND. No, no. Like, that...
0: I was sat here and I'm just like... obviously you can't see but my mouth kind of dropped open a bit this sounds really this is really familiar this is this is my this is also my story this is this is how mine started like that's I've not met anyone with such a similar like pre-FND situation if that makes sense yeah it'll weird for me then that was that was odd um but yeah sorry I've got completely distracted by how similar we are now It's, (laughs) it's blown my mind slightly this just confused me just that's just, oh my! Oh, just oh, I can't can't comprehend it. Anyway, I'll move on because I'm just going to sit here and get really confused otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, were you ever told that you had to accept your FND? Was I that said to you,
1: I don't think I was. You know, um, I was. I was told recently that it is possible for some people, in time, to learn to control it but it you know it takes at least two years ah. uh this is just what one person has said one consultant neurologist yeah. uh i was never told to really accept it but maybe that will come when i start treatment i don't know were you told that
0: i was told that like immediately after I was diagnosed so literally within the space of 10 seconds wow I, was told I had to accept it <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh great okay consider it done thanks bye <laughs> <laughs> okay um so that and it's something that comes up quite regularly is if you accept it you can start to gain control over it
2: mm, and yeah. I
0: if I also you've listened to the other podcast and I've expressed my sheer dislike of that um especially when I was first diagnosed I was like there's a load of rubbish I don't believe it (laughs) don't like it don't want to do it yeah Um, but actually I think it is quite important to accept that for right now your life is different
2: Mm.
0: your life isn't it doesn't mean it's worse it doesn't mean it's bad it's just different yeah and that um you can't do the things you used to do so like can't go to the gym or can't go out on long walks but that doesn't mean you will never be able to do it mm. yeah. it just it just means for right now in this moment whilst fnd is playing a big part in your life you are putting that on the back burner yeah and i think that's i mean this is i if you'd asked me this, and if i was talking about this two days ago i would have had a very different opinion mm-hmm. but right now after i've gone past my angry state yeah, yeah. i i do <laughs> and the anger <laughs> has gone um I just think it's, it just takes, if you, ex- I've lost my train of thought. What is going on with my brain? See, this <laughs> is the thing. I start a sentence and then I go, oh, I must mention this. And then I go, wait, what was I, I was talking about. And I just lose the train completely. <laughs> Such is life with FND. I can't exactly. can't
1: about now. I know. But, uh, conversation with two people with FND, it's bound to go wrong.
0: No, it's not. It's, it's an interesting conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, what it does is it shows the other slightly less obvious
1: mm.
0: ways that fnd impacts you i think like yeah. the brain fog or the forgetting your sentence part way through or whatever it might be is yeah. it's not a big symptom is it it's a it's one of the ones that just kind of muddles around in the background and just hits you unawares every now and again like when you're having a conversation with someone and you're like Ugh. words <laughs> words are helpful words are helpful but i i am surprised you weren't said uh, said you needed to accept it but like you so said maybe it will come through in your mm. in your treatment I
1: was just yeah mm. I mean I guess when I was first told I'm really sorry if you just heard my dog snore next to me. I'm
0: not, I live with two dogs
1: don't uh, you worry. so do I too <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I think
1: maybe because when I was diagnosed I was just relieved that finally you know I had a label for whatever was going on and it was a thing mm. so I, I don't know maybe I just didn't show anyone that i wasn't accepting it if that makes sense yeah yeah i'm not sure i really don't know but i've i think i've always been the kind of person that just thinks right okay this is what's going on okay what can i do about that
0: that's a good mindset to have especially with fnd you definitely need that like okay this might my walking might be rubbish right now but Mm. i can still do what i want to do that i mean that sounds like you took it far better than i did when i was diagnosed i um I was in complete denial and refused to talk to anyone for at least a day and a half. Um, <laughs> just out of sheer stubbornness and refusal that my mm. rest of my family were very relieved because obviously they'd seen me deteriorate very quickly. Um, but I was like, no, nope, not engaging with it at all, which is maybe why the doctor told me to accept it, possibly. Mm. Maybe he knew mm. I was stubborn. I
1: mean, also, it was different for me because it was, um, you know, we were in lockdown while I was in hospital, obviously, nobody was with me. Mm. So my mum was kind of on FaceTime every time a doctor came in in case I pass out. So I think a lot of the actual being diagnosed, I would hear, but I couldn't actually respond to because I was unconscious.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess that makes it slightly more difficult to engage with the doctor if you're, unconscious. Yeah, especially because when your
1: family aren't allowed in with you, and you're like, "This is not ideal."
0: <laughs> you're like, "Ah, right." Yeah. Now, yeah, I can imagine actually the being diagnosed with FND anyway is scary, but then being diagnosed in the middle of a pandemic, where you don't you don't have your family in the hospital with you if, if that's where it's happening, mm. that must have been a whole other level of kind of oh like I don't want to say the word
1: scary but overwhelming yeah yeah for sure I mean I was already kind of going a little bit crazy after six days kind of on my own Mm. Uh, I think my mum was allowed in for a few hours one day one of the nurses snuck her in (laughs) (laughs) but other than that I was on my own the entire time and I'd already kind of started to go a bit crazy you know I was thinking all the nurses were trying to kill me and it was it was quite awful and then when this happened I was like oh god but I think it was just something to grab onto I was like
0: right okay that's that okay fine bye yeah at least then you had an answer didn't you
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: that especially if you were you were aware of what was happening mm. that must have been a real good life whereas I wasn't aware what was happening to me so therefore I, I didn't really care if that makes sense. Yeah I wasn't aware enough to know I, in my mind, I was still exactly the same as I was three months previously. It hadn't changed for me. Um, so I would imagine the fact that you were aware of it was just... It must have been a whole other level that I, even I can't quite, quite comprehend because I I just don't have that um, experience because I just wasn't aware. I didn't know which way was up. I had literally no mm-hmm. clue what was going on in my life. So,
1: so do, you, do you think that you kind of started... The diagnosis in your mind later then because you weren't aware
0: um so because i have this dissociative disorder mm-hmm. fun thing which is just really fun to add in with fnd um i just wasn't so i i lost the ability to walk and i was having non-epileptic attacks and then my speech went and the thinking now is that my that was my fnd coming through and actually my brain thought it was so stressful to experience that it took me out of it so right. to protect myself from what was happening to me my yeah. brain decided I didn't need to be there anymore which is where the dissociativeness came in oh um,
1: okay so you got that after offended. so that was
0: so that was a later sim- so this right. all happened within the space of like three months yeah so that was my last kind of big symptom was the fact that i then all of a sudden lost who i was who everyone else was i didn't know anything and literally didn't have a scooby what's going on um so but that that's now kind of at least husband's thinking is that um maybe it was a way of protecting myself from what was happening yeah um so i i remember being sat in the doctor's office and being told what it was but i wasn't really with it fully Mm. i think so it made my diagnosis a little bit i knew i knew about it because i'd heard it but i don't think i'd fully understood it because i couldn't yeah yeah it took me a little bit longer i think to kind of process like watching a film or something yeah it just it was kind of like even now like i don't remember large chunks of the past two years at points and I just have these weird like, oh, like a flashback, like you go, oh, wait, did that happen? And I think mm. that was part of the, the when I was diagnosed, like I wasn't really aware that it was happening. But I was at the same time. It was a weird like limbo state and it was just very odd. Um, but, you know, that's just my brain being weird. So, you know, <laughs> such is life with FND. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All really good fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's fine. Um, so I had a question Oh, my brain again this is this is the issue I should really write notes and then I'd be able to like follow my train of thought through but it just I just don't do it and then I end up doing this and I'm like i had a question for you and I can't remember what it was
1: at least you know it's it's a very natural conversation
0: yes yes it is completely natural none of this is scripted or planned in any any shape or form yeah but it's just really frustrating because obviously normally my husband's here and he kind of
1: he got, have, got yeah.
0: He fills yeah. in the gap with something because his his brain's gone off in a different direction. So he fills this gap that tends to happen. And I'm like, oh he's not here and I can't think <laughs> what I was gonna say. And this is really irritating. Um but that's that's fine. Um so have you been able to find like um support groups and things to help kind of with your understanding of FND, or are you still feeling like you're a little bit left in the dark as to what it is?
1: Uh, yeah the, th- the first thing i did once i got home was get on facebook and search fnd mm-hmm. um, and i found you know a couple of groups on there to join uh, and then i was kind of following fnd hope um, yeah. and looking at everything that was you know on the neurosymptoms website as you know Good website that one we love that whole one. bible <laughs> yeah
0: we love that website it's the genius website
1: yes so I, I yeah i managed to find things quite quickly but i think the thing with fnd is that you still sometimes can feel quite alone because everyone's mm. symptoms are so different
0: yeah
1: so sometimes you know it's hard to relate to people that you see posting or sometimes people can be quite negative on those groups mm. um whereas i just like to go to find a solution do you, know, yeah. do you know what i mean rather than event yeah
0: yeah And i think that's it's so i know that's re- it's really hard because i'll obviously... see Like, people want to talk about their FND. People want to be able to vent in a safe space to people that understand Mm. and are also going through it. Yeah. Whilst our families are great, if they don't have it, sometimes they don't fully understand what it is. And I think you do need that space where you can talk to people who have it, and whilst their symptoms might be different,
2: Mm.
0: that understand the basic idea of, Kind of what FND means to to have, yeah, um, and it is really hard because then you start comparing yourself as well, yeah. and you're like, oh well, this person's had it for, and I know I was guilty of doing this. I was like, oh, this person's had it for for a year, and and they're back walking, and yeah. I've had it for six months, and I should be walking, and that's the thing it might have been, yeah. and that's really hard not to compare yourself across. Um, yeah,
1: I think it honestly depends on the kind of day you're having. Yeah. some days i some days those groups are really helpful and some days you know it's good to vent whereas other days i just can't i can't look at that stuff because like you say you just end up comparing yourself to things or it reminds you of how crap it's also been
0: <laughs> well yes there is also that as well <laughs> i think that's the um that that was part of my reason for starting my page is that i didn't want it to be a point of comparison but i wanted to show people the whole picture with mm. FMD, yeah, and not just the oh, you know, oh look, I had a really successful physio session, which is great, and it, that's great to share. But I think also it's the other things that go in hand with it, like the feeling alone, the kind of the brain fog, the mm. the getting cross or not being able to cry or whatever it was. All those things that sometimes manage to go under the radar because they're not the big symptoms, yeah. Um, but it's it it was never to to be that, oh, look at me, I'm doing so well. And, and that mm. comparison, it was more of a, look, I get it. Like it is scary and it is, it's really hard, but it doesn't mean that you can't make your own progress yeah. within your own kind of symptoms. I guess that's the teacher in me. I can't help it. Like regardless of your, your boundaries, you can still learn, you can still progress. And yeah, yes, it might be different to the person down the road or whatever but that doesn't take anything away from what you've been able to achieve
1: um yeah yeah i, I totally agree with you i mean i since i got diagnosed i've been keeping a kind of symptom tracker and mm. that's been useful for me to look back and go wow look look how many times i passed out in this month and look <laughs> how many times i had stroke symptoms last month compared to this month like that's yeah. better yeah um or, or you know it's, it's just good to kind of reflect on how you're feeling, I suppose, and just have somewhere to write it down, just mm. for your own use.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so whilst I choose to share my journey quite publicly, it's almost it's <laughs> it's very helpful for me because mm. I don't remember most of my journey, mm. but I remembered to post about it. Yeah, because I think I didn't see it as posting to the public. I saw it as almost like a diary entry, and I was able yeah. just to go Bleh. So actually now I do spend time and I go back through all those things and I go, oh my goodness, look, and I see old videos and I'm like, I can't even watch that. That's yeah. so scary to watch and see where I was. I'm exactly can't, the same. Can't I, I my mum
1: has all the videos and things that, you know, we took for when we were going to see specialists and yeah. uh, and I just can't watch them. No, It's horrible.
0: It is horrible. And I mean, I'm two and a half years into it, and there's still certain videos I can't watch. Yeah. Uh, I would say that when you are further in, it is really useful to look how far you've come. Yeah. Um, because you're like, oh my God, look at it. Look, look, how, look, 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 look at it. Um, there was hand gestures there, sorry. You can't see it, but <laughs> very dramatic hand gestures. Um, and it's what I found particularly useful is because obviously I didn't have the memory of what was happening and I had no realisation of how funny I was walking or mm. how my speech was bad. Is that I put them next to each other in a video, and then I can I can see the progression
2: yeah. through,
0: um, and that was quite useful just to see. Look, this is where I started, and this is how it's changed, but this is where I am right now. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's I think, quite a useful one to do. Yeah, I think I think
1: the thing with FND is you have to completely forget everything you thought you knew about progress and what <laughs> achievement was. Yep because it's not going to be the same for everyone and it's not the same as like progressing in your career or whatever it you know it could be going for a five minute walk for the first time in two weeks is progress
0: oh yeah definitely but also if you then can't do it for another month that doesn't mean you've taken a step back yeah I think that's a really important distinction to make and one that I, I myself struggle with but when I'm on a good day I can really get behind and really kind of go that's a good thing to think of. Like Mm. one day you can be absolutely fine and you could do a five-minute walk. If you then cannot achieve that for another month, that doesn't mean that you have taken a step backwards. Yeah. That just means you've taken a pause. And that's how I try and view it. Although on my bad days, I really can't. And I don't get behind this at all. Um, It's a pause. And it's a, right now I'm resting. It is a rest day. I'm not not progressing I'm just choosing to rest right now because that's what my body needs and that is absolutely okay
1: yeah I think this is where you know being a gym goer and into exercise before FND comes in helpful because if you were you know when you're going to the gym regularly if for one one day you can't meet your normal time I don't know on a treadmill or you can't lift a weight that you would normally lift you don't think you've you know you've You've done worse than normal. You just no. think, oh, I'm having an off day.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really important thing that's really hard to keep hold of, especially on those bad days, mm. that it's not a step backwards. It's not a setback. It's not a relapse. It's nothing like that that might have a negative connotation. It is a pause. Yeah. You are just pausing right now because your body needs something else from you. Yeah,
1: like, that's, that's okay. a good way to look at it.
0: it's 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 something that like i said i don't always get behind it because sometimes i'm like this is just so frustrating yeah Uh, but on a good day like right now i can sit here and i can say it's a pause. if you'd asked me two Mm. days ago i would have said nope not at all i'm very much against it i don't agree with it but i think that's the thing is that it changes day to day and that is part of the fun that is fnd is that you never quite know where you're going to end up
1: exactly it's like some days some hours i will need a wheelchair and other days i can go and do a 45 minute walk just fine with my partner and dogs
0: yeah it's, but i yeah. think it's really important that the, the days that you are able to do that mm-hmm. you write you have a symptom but you write that down yeah So that you've got that and you can say right okay look this was my success yeah I Achieved this and then it, you just say right i'll achieve it again or i might be able to do an extra minute Yeah, or an extra 30 seconds and it's changing instead of going oh well you know I'll lift an extra 20 kilos or whatever Mm. you go okay I'll just lift an extra kilo yeah and it's changing the the your own like um lines on it so that it's not you're not setting yourself up to fail you change the language you use and that enables you to challenge it but in a way that is going to be beneficial for you and your FND yeah
1: that's that's a really good way to look at it have you had psychotherapy is this is this where you learn all the all of
0: this (laughs) um so I have I've been one of those fun people and I have been in and out of counselling and therapy since I was 13 yeah um so I have had quite a bit of experience at of sort of that sort of thing um and I'm currently reading around the area so just to broaden my understanding Mm. um because I think that Obviously, I'm doing things like this. I need to have kind of a rough understanding of other areas so that when it comes up, I've got the ability to go, oh, right, this is a little nugget of knowledge I've learned. This might be helpful. Use this. Again, there was a hand gesture there, but you can't see that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was pushing a little... I don't know what I was pushing towards you, but there was something I was pushing towards (laughs) you. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I think... I mean, I am in... I do have regular... um, psychology sessions and things like that so um maybe it's come through so my talking man will be very proud of me I'm sure Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then he'll get very frustrated I'm sure if I then don't agree with my own sentiment in a week's time or whenever it is I see him next and be like but you've said it on your podcast so why why are you disagreeing with yourself now um but it's just one of those things are they putting you forward for um I can't remember if you said for um like psychological support all. Now, I don't know if the internet has just gone again, or if Charlotte will be coming back to join us. So I'm just going to stay here and I'm just going to talk for a minute, and maybe she will come back and join us. So I think it's really important that, although it's very difficult, on your bad days you don't see them as bad days, you see them as pause days. That's the the best bit of advice I can give. And whilst I may not agree with it all the time, I think it's the most helpful way of viewing it. It stops it being a big overwhelming. Your, your message just made me crack right up. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who aren't on our our, our messaging thread, um, we're we were trying to get this uh, this recorded and. It, it's become a bit of a fun game, like Charlotte has said, of is it the FND or is it the internet as to why we keep <laughs> having pauses into this? I don't know whether it was my internet, your internet. Either way, we're back and that's absolutely fine. Although I did just ramble on for I don't know how long, just in case you had passed out and I was just making noise. <laughs> Um noise. So um, I was just sort of summarising kind of what I'd said about it being a pause day and a rest day, not it being a bad thing and a setback. And mm. um, And things like that and I can't remember what we were talking about before that because I then got distracted with your funny joke um
1: (laughs) (laughs) was it about therapy was it about yeah it was about
0: yes so the did you say that they put they are um supporting they are going to give you some support in that area
1: yeah that's what the neurologist said to go for first of all um I mean I have no idea what
0: the wait lists are like for that kind of
1: psychiatric therapy though I mean I've had counseling and stuff in the past but obviously nothing Neurospecific. Yeah. Have you had neurospecific
0: treatment? so I am so I in terms of my FND, I have a psychologist, and um, so I'm seen on un- by a clinical psychologist um regularly. Um and I have been for two years. Um so and he is Linked to the FND, and he. The reason I see him is because of the FND, right. um, and I'm also under a um, a unit um, where I had an inpatients, uh, an intensive inpatient stay mm-hmm. for three weeks. So I'm also under the. Um, is he a psychiatrist? So, so I think he is. He's one of the talking people over there because I can't mm-hmm. remember which one he is. Um, I'm also under him as well. So just in case I need that further support um so it's been eye-opening it's really hard um because obviously you're talking about difficult things but it's very worthwhile um to do and it does help unpick certain things for you
1: yeah yeah see while I've been waiting I've kind of I've signed up to um a course called Mm. FND Courage which is basically like a lecture and an FND specific meditation and worksheets every week to kind of help you understand what fnd is and kind of learn to recognize your symptoms coming on from an earlier stage and some different techniques to try and that's been been useful
0: i haven't heard of that can you like is that something like one of the charities run or where did you find it
1: um somebody on twitter told me about it actually it's called fnd courage um and it's it's run by um a neurologist i think i think she's in the states i'm not sure where Mm. That's been dealing with FND for twenty years. Um, That's basically what her work is devoted to, Mm. Um, and she runs it. You normally there is, I think, a decent price tag on it. But basically, Mm. if you just get in touch with the organizer and say, you know, I'm not at work at the moment. If that's your situation, um, yeah, that's what I did. I basically just got in touch and said I'd love to do this course, but unfortunately, I'm not at work at the moment. Maybe I'll think about it when I am. And she replied and said, well. Look, it's, it is a not-for-profit organisation, so, you know, you can pay what you can afford. Oh,
0: that's you know, that I'm, good. I've, I'm just Googling it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's a 12-week online yeah. course?
1: that's it. Yeah. So, each week there's an hour lecture, and then you can kind of talk with everyone that's on the course after. Um, and there are different worksheets, which have mindful check-ins, different kinds to do mm. every day and then there's a 20 minute fnd specific meditation that comes out each week as well and oh, then wow. kind of like um forums and things
0: that's really cool mm. that would be what i'll do is for those people who are interested i will um attach the link into um no, i don't know if i can attach it into the podcast but i'll attach it when i share it um so that and in the information bit on the podcast so that people can find it um if they are interested mm. in it um it looks like there is another another course has just started and um, so yeah it's it well if that helps then definitely it looks i'm sorry i'm sco- scrolling through as i'm talking to you um it looks like there's quite a lot on there
2: yeah
1: yeah it's it's broken down into categories you didn't even know were a thing so i think <laughs> last week we learned about something called the vagus nerve which is basically what? the thing that controls everything in your body and how fnd impacts that and oh yeah Ooh. so I, th- I think learning about it is the thing that's helping me the most so this course has been great
0: i didn't can I, that i that you've just brought something new into my world i'll um i think i'll have, to have a look at it oh well see, good i'll see what i can find out and maybe if i'm lucky maybe i get to talk to um the doctor that runs it and see mm. if she's got any pearls of wisdom i can share yeah, because that would be quite good. Mm. I think that's the other thing, like the more you get to talk to people, whether it's patients with FND or um, psychologists or speech and language therapists or physios or anyone that's had a um, a patient with FND, the more you learn and the mm. more information is spread around and therefore can be helpful. Yeah, um, I think that's the thing is that there's this huge community of people with FND But actually, depending where you live, you don't get to access those same services potentially. And that makes it really hard, which is another reason why we started the podcast, because it was, I was noticing some real differences in the services I was able to access, and my friend from the unit who hasn't been able to access anything, Mm. and I wanted to share the kind of pearls of wisdom I was getting, so that everyone got something and could try and take something away and try and help get a better understanding or find a way of managing or coping with their symptoms
1: yeah Uh, yeah that's the thing there's no leaflet that anyone gives you (laughs) when you're diagnosed with fnd well i didn't get a leaflet did
0: you i i I did not get a leaflet i know there are leaflets that do exist um and i know that um quite a few of the charities like it if you can put it in doctor surgeries receptions Mm. and stuff um, but I have not seen said leaflet, um, and nor was I given a leaflet. I was just given neurosymptoms yeah. uh, and kind of off you go.
1: Yeah, it would be <laughs> nice if there was a kind of, you know, a collective library of resources so that you've got F&D, look at this course that they do and look at this and look yeah. at
0: this. <laughs> or, or just like, so you, assign, so you could be signposted into like the charities.
1: Yeah
2: so yeah. you say
0: right okay so you've just been diagnosed right then maybe make contact with FND Hope or yeah. FND Friends whatever it might be so that then you've got that point of contact that isn't medical yeah it's some some group of people that wasn't very good English though was it but it is a group of people that has an understanding of it and can kind of guide you on what they've learned as well because mm. I think the doctors are, are great and You know, they can they can do so much for people with FND. But at the end of the day, if they haven't experienced them themselves, I think there's a there's a slight limit on the understanding that can come forward. Yeah. Like, that's not a bad thing. It's just a it's a consideration, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And also, I think sometimes you just want to hear from people that are experiencing the same thing. Mm. You know what has helped them?
0: Yeah definitely so what have you found that's helped you so you're right at the beginning have you found anything that's helped you or you're just winging it and trying everything at the minute
1: um well alongside kind of you know daily tracking and learning as much as I can in terms of like actual things that I can do I mean mm-hmm. I've been making sure that I do yoga every morning <laughs> um, because I know that that is a way that you can activate the vagus nerve <laughs> I, I mean
0: I, I just the vagus I, it sounds like a party nerve if I'm honest like I'm just going to party in your in your body and just have a whale of time. So, yo- okay, yoga. So, so I, mean- I do
1: that. Um, I make sure that every kind of midday I do a meditation of some kind. Um, and then if if I can kind of sense, oh, I'm feeling a bit funny, I'll do kind of specific breathing exercises. Cause, so, there's something called the, oh, I'm going to absolutely butcher this pronunciation, the Ujjayi breath from yoga. Uh, okay. You know, you don't have to do it while doing yoga, though. It's like a specific okay. kind of breath. Right. Um, things like squeezing my arms and legs. If I feel like I'm you know, feeling a bit dull or dizzy or like I'm going to pass mm. out, sometimes that's enough to kind of get things to kick back in again. Yeah. Um, humming, low tunes as well.
0: Oh. Apparently. Does, why, does that, why does that help? apparently that's
1: also another way to activate the vagus nerve so in this course they've been basically going off the the idea that fnd is either an over or under stimulated nervous system and it can be both at the same time but it's about learning different techniques like this that will either stimulate or kind of calm your nervous system depending on what's happening at the time
0: oh I feel like I'm learning so much I just kind of I feel like I want to sit here put my head in my hands and just listen and just absorb (laughs) all your knowledge that you've got share with the group share with the group and that's I didn't know that
1: yeah so so always learning always learning
0: yeah every week we get um
1: a few new breathing techniques and a few new kind of body gestures they're called to try Mm. out each week and um I think you've called it before a kind of toolbox yeah. you just have to keep everything in and see what's going to help you on what day and I think that's definitely right
0: yeah and I think so, like like we were saying earlier like sometimes something will work one day mm. and the next day you know, it doesn't work at all yeah um, and that and that that for me doesn't phase me because I work with children and I know that something you try one day will not work the next day or it might work for two days and then it won't work for the next week like that doesn't that doesn't cause me any extra anxiety but I know for some people they go oh this really works and then when it doesn't work the next day that must be very like oh oh like I've lost that as a technique and I say mm-hmm. to those people don't give up on it just give it a week or so and then go back to it don't kind of completely dismiss it because it didn't work just give it a bit and then give it a bit that's my English has gone horribly wrong <laughs> give it a bit of time in my head I think I finished that sentence but out loud I just didn't um give it a bit of time and then go back to it and try it again because you might be surprised it might just have gone
1: not right now
0: and then it will work again yeah but you definitely need a toolbox but I think it's I don't think you can ever have too much in your toolbox I think you can always add more in and even though I'm two years in and you're five months in like I've still learned something from you I didn't Mm -hmm. know about the humming—I didn't know that was a thing—and mm-hmm. um, I didn't know about the cause either. So those are extra things I can add into mine, and hopefully, I don't know what I've provided you with today that you could add into yours. But I'm hoping maybe something. Yeah, for sure. Possibly. I think <laughs> it's
1: kind of—I think it's new perspectives um, yeah. and just ways of being a bit kinder to myself, I suppose, and my symptoms. I've learned from you.
0: Yeah, I think that is such a hard thing to do, regardless mm. whether you have FND or not. To be kind to yourself mm. is really hard. I think we're so used to comparing ourselves on social media and going, oh, I'm not in that good of shape or I don't have that long hair or my house isn't that good or whatever it might be that you you start beating yourself up for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Then when you add in something like FND, you beat yourself up more because you're like, well, I'm, I'm so far away from, from that. I'm so far away from that goal that you might have seen on social media mm-hmm. or whatever it might be that you beat yourself up more for it but actually I think we've always got to remember that we we are still progressing we're still doing well we're still battling we're just battling in a different way and we're still taking those steps in a different way yeah they might be slightly wonkier steps Mm. but that doesn't mean they're not steps
1: yeah yeah I think you know if the if the goal seems like it's too far away then move the goalpost.
0: yeah or just adapt it slightly yeah yeah if you if your ultimate gut so I believe at one point one of my goals was to walk to the park that is literally over the road from my house I can see it from where I'm sat right now um but that was too far mm. so we did it till I walked to the end of the road yeah Or I walked to the end of the house next door yeah or just to like 10 meters inside the park and that way I was still working towards that bigger goal but it wasn't a Every time I didn't get there, I was failing. I was being successful in those small steps. Yeah. And I was doing it that way instead. Um, yeah. sounds very teachery of me. I can't I can't help it. I just need to switch that off. Just switch, <laughs> just switch that off. Not, <laughs> we're not in school. I don't need to no. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs>
1: Ofsted will be very happy.
0: <laughs> oh well, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but it's just I think it is it depends on your perspective and the day that you're having completely like. having a bad symptom day and everything is so much harder and you're in pain and you just cannot keep your head above water it's obviously going to be a lot harder to maintain that attitude of being kinder to yourself and cutting yourself some slack yeah but i think that's where things like talking to people and having that rant or talking to someone with the sim with similar symptoms or whatever it might be that's when it becomes really useful because I feel like if you can get it off your chest, you can kind of, you go. Know, I've processed it now. Or yes. at least for me, because I can't think. So I've lost the ability to think. Mm. Um, so, like, you might be having internal thoughts right now, like, oh, that's really weird that she can't think or whatever it might be. I don't have that ability. So my thinking is all done out loud.
1: Yeah, I see. Which, yeah, Which is
0: why, like, potentially as people listen, they'll see that I'm jumping around quite a bit because I'm not having that internal monologue in my head. I just yeah. kind of say what and I don't like filter it. <laughs> so it just kind of happens.
1: Blessing and in I, a curse.
0: <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh it is. It's it's made for some very interesting conversations. Yeah. People, um, but not always appropriate ones. <laughs> but, uh, that's 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 fine. I will just take that in my stride. Um so you're I have to say, like you seem to have a very positive attitude for someone who's so early on in the journey today I do <laughs> I mean <laughs> well, if you good.
1: if you'd have talked to me two days ago uh, gosh it would have been a completely different story you know I have days where I you know my thoughts are so so dark and the depression is terrifying and mm-hmm. then I have days like this where I'm like who was that person two days ago yeah and vice versa I know two days are the same and honestly my attitude towards it changes every day as well
0: and I, but I think that's, I think the key thing from that is that is almost normal. Yeah. I don't think, and people might, people might have different perceptions on it, but I think it is very normal to be up and down with it. Mm. You're dealing with something that is life-changing in its own right, and it's okay to go up and down and be like, you know what? Today I just don't want to.
2: Yeah. Today is yeah.
0: just too hard. And the the depression or the anxiety whatever it might be that is completely understandable because you, you've you lost the ability to walk or talk mm. or be paralyzed mm. like there's scary things to happen generally like mm-hmm. so it's 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 very I'm trying to think of the right word I want to say and I can't and again I'm doing hand gestures and you can't see my <laughs> hand gestures but I'm doing hand gestures and it's trying to convey something but I don't know what the word is so nope I'm giving up with that one <laughs> That one's gone. Just going to let that one float into the ether. Um, no, you Feel free not to answer if you don't wish to. Mm. But I would be interested to know, in anyone's case, I guess, if the FND, co- not causes, but adds towards having depressive tendencies or if they're already underlying but you ha- they haven't come to a head yet. And then
1: the FND comes in and that makes it worse. Yeah. I mean, for me, obviously, when my brother died, I mm. suffered with very bad depression. Yes. Um, and, you know, I still did just before my FND. Yeah. But I was kind of in a place where I would learned to manage it, I suppose. Mm. You know, I'd had enough therapy and, you know, I was on medication and stuff that, I, you know, I knew my warning signs. And mm. I finally felt in a good place or as good yeah. as I could get. And then this FND happened and it was like, oh, my god (laughs) and now you know now it's like the depression is back again yeah you know it's like I was four years ago some days but I think the difference is I know that it will pass now yes and I know that I can live through things even if it seems like I don't want to on that day
0: yeah Uh, that's a very hard thing to to get your head around isn't it
1: yeah like that.
0: I, I have my own experiences in the area or, and it, it's really hard because you do hit those low moments where you're like I just don't want to be here anymore mm. and yet, yeah like I said like two days later you can be like I'm so happy I'm I'm I'm, I'm loving life like I can mm. do this And I think that's it's maybe an element that isn't spoken about that's that quick change just because you don't have it all the time yeah that when you do feel it, it isn't real
2: yeah yeah exactly
0: you don't have to be in that dark place every day every week Mm. but if it happens often enough it's obviously there it's happening for a reason yeah
1: and I think people don't see you on your darkest days whether that's your FND or it's your depression nobody sees you on those days because you know you cancel plans or Mm. you stay home so nobody really knows and even if they did see you they don't really know what's going through your mind mm. at that time and it is hard to say to people oh god i thought about this today yeah because you can't just bring it up
0: no it's not, it's not something that naturally comes up in a conversation yeah um but it is i think it's an important element that needs to be discussed mm generally is that and I, and it's very relevant to right now as I'll see like um Simone Biles putting out the Olympics and things like that for mm. her mental health and I think that's such an important and a big move that's happened
2: mm.
0: just to say like look I'm not okay it's not yeah. not a physical thing it is a mental thing but I'm not okay and I'm putting that first yeah um and I think it's really important to kind of you don't see people on their darkest days mm. but that doesn't mean they don't happen yeah They might choose not to post on social media they might choose not to go out and make plans or they might choose to stay on the sofa all day but that doesn't mean that day hasn't happened for them just because people haven't seen it yeah I think that's really important
1: and I think if you know that someone has suffered with depression in the past or is going through something life-changing then you need to ideally approach them and check in with them and make sure they're okay because it's going to be harder for the person suffering to reach out to you than it would be for you to check in with them
0: yeah and i know that for me like with the fnd as well Mm -hmm. i felt very much like a burden on people around me
1: that's the thing that bugs me now
0: yeah and that was really hard because i i would want support i'd want help Mm. but I wouldn't ask for it because i felt like such a burden on everyone exactly that doesn't help that spiral that you end up within and you're like you just you can see yourself going and you're like I can't do anything to stop this now yeah. uh, but the one thing that actually was really helpful for me is that someone reached out to me and went i'm coming to you and we're going to have a cup of tea at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning
2: mm.
0: it wasn't I didn't have to reach out and say it would be really nice to see you or anything like that yeah, or I yeah. Needed- help but the fact that they took it upon themselves so look I'm coming to you for 10 o'clock and we're going to have a cup of tea
2: yeah
0: and that was really helpful because it took the pressure off me I didn't feel like a burden but equally I had that support come through and I was like oh like someone wants to hang out with me that's really nice yeah, yeah. I think that's a good trick to have up your sleeve. so if you are worried about someone maybe just say look I'm come we're going to go do this like
2: mm.
0: I'm going to come to you for a cup of tea or just go for a quick wander up the road or whatever it might be and that just might help
1: yeah and i think something that i heard in a recent uh, event i watched online that was about kind of self compassion and things it was saying if you worry that you're a burden remember that when people help you it also helps them because generally you feel good if you help another person Mm. so you might think that asking someone for a lift or asking them to fetch something for you you know they're going to they're going to be frustrated with that when actually they'll probably be glad of the opportunity to help you because they help they love you
0: mm, yeah but i think that's really difficult to hold on to yeah especially in that darker place of mm-hmm. whether well, doing it because they care and it's i'm yeah sure, and things like that it's a very it's a very fine line that gets walked
1: yeah um, that's the thing
0: and it's very very hard to walk that line mm-hmm. and to know where to kind of fall on it if that makes sense
1: Yeah, so I just try and remind myself of that on my good days because it's easier to tell myself that when I'm feeling good in the hope that then maybe on my bad days some of it will trickle through eventually.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, what I know things that I've done to help is I've had things like up and around the house to like remind me, like, oh, to smile. I've got like smile like painted Mm -hmm. on one of my, above one of my doors yeah in the way so I, when I look at it I go oh I've got to smile and then I just smile and that it doesn't have to have to believe it but then it's just the action of smiling is just that reminder to smile yeah. a little bit and I've got other motivational things around that just kind of so on those days where I'm just feeling a bit and I don't and it's it's getting a bit dark I can look at those things and it's just that little little bit of light that comes through yeah but oh we ended up on a, a completely different tangent to where I was expecting us to go that was interesting wasn't it? <laughs> like that, that that's good that that's the point in these these podcasts is that we do end up here there and everywhere mm. and I think it's really useful because I think actually whilst yes we can talk about just FMD on its own there are other things that link into FND and are separate to FND but we can talk about them as well I think it's yeah yeah it's scary and it's hard to talk about so thank you for your honesty it is very much appreciated and I'm sure people will find it helpful i hope so not just them and that actually other people have those same feelings yeah
1: yeah i hope it's helpful
0: i i'm i found it helpful and i'm in the conversation with you so i'm sure that other people listening
2: Mm. will
0: as well you will find it really weird when you listen back to yourself though (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh god dreading it (laughs) but thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me um it's been it's been i I feel like i've learned i've learned so much and that's that's just good. Beautiful. I've
1: learned a lot too.
0: Oh, good, good. Then it's been a mutual learning experience. So we like, it. and I got, I got to
1: meet one of our favourite celebrities. So, oh, you know. wow. yeah, like,
0: that's just, oh, I mean, that's just really weird. I don't consider myself in that way at all. But that's, I'm. The main thing is that it's helpful. Yeah. That, that's all. Like, that's all I want this to be. Is I want this to be helpful for people. And as long as it me, it stays being helpful, then I will keep doing what I'm doing. And if it stops being helpful, then I'll just readdress it. Um, and we'll go from there but i'm really glad that you reached out and you wanted to come on because it's been a great however long we've been chatting
1: yeah thank you for having me and you know thank you for making your podcast and i hope it does continue to go on
0: oh well yeah you're more than welcome to come back anytime you feel like it <laughs> we, can have a, we can have another game of is it the fnd <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> so thank you very much for your time Charlotte. and if anyone wants to come on the podcast or they just want to um, let us know your thoughts about it then you can reach out to me on twitter life with fnd or on facebook living with fnd um let us know um and we will see you next time so thank you very much Charlotte. thank you bye bye